Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the P-R-I-L-E, coming back with another episode of the PNP. If you don't know what PNP means, it means Prime Nostalgia Podcast, obviously. But uh, I'm here with my co-host, Lee Boy TV. Hey, 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 Lee Boy's back. Uh, I mean, I'm not leaving at this point, so just get used to it. Lee Boy in the building. We got a hell of an episode today. I'm excited to uh, get into a, a class A. This is a bona fide classic. We don't, there ain't no debating about that, but we got lots to talk about uh, when it t- comes to the ins and outs of the movie. So uh, tell the people what's going on today. We are here to talk about, and I made sure I put this on the list of anniversaries that we do, because some of them we have done, some of them we missed, some of them we're still going to get to, but we had to do the 20th anniversary, at least for me, had to do the 20th anniversary of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. There are multiple Oceans movies. Um, there's Oceans 11 that came out a long time ago in the 50s, I think it came out. Mm. I watched it. I, I watched it. I wanted to see what they took and what they kept from it. They didn't take nothing but the names. So, uh, you know, that's something. Uh, there's also Oceans 8 with the women. And then there's this series, Oceans Trilogy, which is Oceans 11, 12, 13. 12 and 13. Yes. So obviously, that would make it 2001 for people. Let's not get it now. So, <laughs> minus yep. 20. Yes. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean, and the first one, or the first of the this trilogy that we're discussing today is definitely, you know, set the bar high. I need to go back and watch the 12 and 13. It's been a while. But these are definitely movies that I watched from the very beginning when they first dropped. And I've always been a fan of them in general. So, and um, these are good movies just to watch. You can watch over. They have a great rewatchability factor. So, definitely, if you have seen Ocean's Eleven, it's been a while. Throw it on, man. After this discussion, or even if you want to pause this and come back and see what we had to say about this movie, that's all right too. But uh, definitely one you can and watch along with and uh, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. So. I decided to, you know, pick this to do this because I was like I said, I'm a, I really like this movie. Like I really, really like this movie. And it's not even like a classic for me. It's like when I say classic, I mean like I didn't grow up with this movie. I didn't like. I think I watched this movie for the first time in quarantine. And why? It's because I was I was never into heist movies like that. But uh I saw and don't don't judge me on this because I know you might probably want to see. I saw Tower Heist. Okay. And I saw Tower Heist. I was like, oh, maybe I want to watch some heist movies. So then I, I I watched this one. I watched this whole series. Then I watched the first one from the fifties. Then I watched the eight. And I watched a couple other heist movies. And uh, yeah, I think I like heist movies now, thanks to Tower Heist. <laughs> out of all movies. Wow. But uh, yeah, I mean, this definitely reminds me. I don't know if you've seen The Town. But um, that's obviously a, a newer movie than this. But same kind of thing where they're getting the bands together. They hit this huge lick. But then um, also reminds me of movies like Goodfellas, Casino, you know, a little bit like Departed as far as just the, the crazy cast that they get together. Um, so Yeah, they have an ensemble. Yeah, and there's on so many levels, this movie is definitely classic. Uh, but it, it, yeah, like you said, it's a little bit different from like the nostalgia feel. Like you wouldn't, it doesn't give you that nostalgia factor. But it's just an all-time great movie, like for all generations, and it's one that it'll probably uh, stand the test of time. Obviously, and it's one of George Clooney's best. 
I think if you're going to say, you know, point to a movie for George Clooney to represent his career, this would be the one. I mean, he's a leading man with such a great cast behind him. And we'll definitely talk about that when we get to the nostalgia star at the end. Can't wait to rate the cast and rate everything about this film. Uh, just, uh, I like the way that this movie starts. Uh, I wrote some of it down, but basically starts with them asking Danny questions while he's in jail. Like, why did you do what you did? And are you going to do anything when you get out? Which obviously everybody's going to say, no, I'm not going to do it again to get out. But okay. Uh, so he's out and this is where we meet the crew and the first person we meet is Frank which uh, <coughs> is what weird a, and, what a sucker Look, is, let me get out right now because you know I'll be is, doing my Bernie Mac it's weird in billing though because obviously you would think he goes to Rusty first and then his crew right, right. but he goes to, to Frank first Frank is Bernie Mac by the way people and he goes to Frank first so then they, they talk, they have a little meeting. Then he goes to see Rusty, who is Brad Pitt, um, who is teaching actors how to play poker, I think, right? So oh, he's teaching that what's going on. So that's why I'm like, why are there so many famous actors in the yeah, yeah. So I was a little bit lost on that because I'm like, they got, he's calling Joshua Jackson Josh. And I'm like, is he playing himself? Like, yes, he's playing Joshua Jackson. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's also, so, it's a little bit hard to tell because it's 2001 and you're like, were these guys famous at the time or not? Because that, that was the point. Because he's like, he's teaching, he, like he, he, he put a letter grade of actors. He's teaching oh, a okay. letter grade of actors uh, how to play poker. That's like, what, that's what Bernie. Because it's like, now they're big stars. Those dudes, a couple of them, you know, yeah, um, I think the joke was at that time they had a had a decline, but then they right, right. But yeah. those guys, yeah, a couple of those guys are uh, real big time actors now. So that's funny because I literally mm-hmm. wrote down why are there so many famous actors in this poker scene? But yeah, yeah they're no, playing each, they playing themselves too. Yeah. But like you right. said though, the beginning of the movie versus the end of the movie really feels like two different films, and I really do like the way it started off with um, obviously you know they're showing who Danny Ocean is and how he got out of jail, but how they assemble the crew, I mean, they do that in Mighty Ducks. Uh, there's probably some yeah. other movies that do yeah. it, but tons of, there definitely are some other movies. When they show the crew assembly, I definitely yeah. like the way they do it in this I movie. like I like the way that they get some people on because obviously they can't draw attention to themselves. So like they go to like Saul, he's watching the horses or whatever, they sit next to him. Right, right, right. He hands them like a newspaper and he reads it and he gets up and walks away. Like it's just clever stuff like that. They got Ruben. Uh, the Norman twins, uh, they got Livingston, uh, they got Bash was Don Cheeto. What's the guy name? Not Ken Wu. But you know what I'm talking about. Same, hey, that's what I, that's exactly probably why I compared it to uh, Mighty Ducks. But yeah, that that guy as well that does the backflip. He, yeah. he plays a big role, but he that only got that one task. You got one job, sir. You better do it. <laughs> So yeah, they get the brigade together, and like you said, it's just so clever. All the one-liners and all the how they're, um, you know, building up the action and just kind of building up that old camaraderie that they're getting back together. Every single character has their uh, unique interaction uh, with either Rusty or uh, Danny, or is it just Rusty that's getting everybody pretty much this, right? Uh, Danny only got I think Frank, and then Rusty got everybody because obviously Danny was in jail, so he came out. He was like, all right, who you got? So, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, but re- real quick, who was your favorite 
like, who? What was your favorite moment of them getting somebody? Uh, you know what was funny? <laughs> uh, when they got the guy that uh kind of was getting on the inside job, he knew all the electronics, and he's like talking to the cops, and the cop was like called him Radio Shack. I thought that oh, was okay. <laughs> he was like, "Chill out, Radio Shack." Like it just brought back like you know. Uh, okay. A certain nostalgic feeling. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, but, uh, and then obviously Bernie Mac. If I'm choosing one, it's the interaction okay. with Bernie Mac was very hilarious. But uh, I thought that one line stood out to me. I um I like the one with Ruben, who is the the hotel owner who owns whatever hotel. Because at that. I don't know how the, the different way they shot it. They shot it a different way to where it looks like it's in the seventies, and I, don't know, I just kind of like that that style. But and, um, uh, this is the guy that knew Terry Benedict. You're saying right with yeah. the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool side. Nah, he's an awesome character. Um, and yeah, he kind of don't do nothing the whole series, but has money. Now, that's his character trait. I got money. Right, right. And I just love though how as soon as he only came in because it was Terry Benedict, they knew that. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, you know, it was just very clever how they threw out the hotels right before they, you know, before they left. And he's like, Oh, okay. And so he sold himself on it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yep. another I definitely like that scene. Yep. So, you know, anyways, we get the crew together and we we got the last person is Linus, which is Matt Matt Damon. And uh he comes in, and now they got a full 12 people, which is Danny Ocean and his 11 guys. So we get this this crew. We get the meeting at the house. They telling how they're going to go through the security and how they're going to have to be impossible and how they're going to do all this. And uh, he's like, so after we get through the thing that's impossible and this other thing that's impossible and this that's impossible, we're just, we just supposed to walk out? <laughs> with $150 million without yeah, getting like, stopped? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and I wrote down that exact same line. Uh, I thought it really culminated, like, the whole impossibility of, you know, robbing a Vegas casino. Like, it's like, okay, we did all this that sounds super impossible. And how are we supposed to get out? And obviously the you know the movie's going to answer all those questions but i thought yeah. they presented it very well how it, it they just gave them just enough and even the same thing for the audience like they gave us just enough to kind of believe it they didn't answer all those questions until the film actually ends and also they gave you people that have done it but haven't succeeded when ruben right. he gave you like he gave like three examples of people who almost got there who almost got to the door who got out the door and they got shot so he's like giving examples of different people that just did it but failed so it's basically he was like why should i and that was one of the more memorable things i remember from my childhood because like movies like this when you watch them young sometimes you only get through the first 30 minutes a whole lot Mm -hmm. of times right so that was like one of the main things when they showed the three dudes that uh failed i'll never forget that part uh because it always uh made me try to watch the end of the movie so you know it's definitely a build to watch it it's much easier for me to watch now as an adult, but back then it was like took a while. <laughs> it's definitely a buildup. I can understand it does start. It don't start necessarily slow. It's just a lot of storytelling to get you prepared for what's coming up. But um, so they they get their you know their stuff together. So they they gotta build a lookalike of the bank, and they gotta like practice how they're gonna do it. I think this is probably 
not the most quotable scene, but one of my most quotable scenes of this movie is, they told me to come see you. I mean, that'd be lovely. They told me to come see you. They told me to come see you. It's Bernie Mac when he got the guy. Wait, wait, when he got who? I don't remember. It's uh Bernie when he's at the car dealership. He's shaking the guy's hand. Oh, yeah. He was like, I can't, I can't do it. And then he was like, oh, and he started shaking his hand and squeezing yeah, it. Yeah, man. They uh, told me to come see you, but <laughs> in fact, yeah, I gotta work on my grip strength because I'm buy, trying to buy a car right now. And he squeezed them out of two thousand per van. Look, um, so yeah, like I said, I'm trying to get me a BMW i3. I'm no, I think that's there. an instant lawsuit. I'm a, <laughs> Isn't that a lawsuit? Like, like, hey, this guy squeezed my hand. Hey. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah no, no. It. I definitely want to put out a clip of that and just say, hey, how does this work in 2021? Because you are definitely getting the police called on. Yeah. Ain't no way that's going to get you a cheaper price. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but what? Bernie Mac got the magic, man. Shout out to the rest of peace. God bless. Bernie. Uh, they they steal a couple, a couple things and they kind of do all this stuff. Um, In the process of them stealing something, uh, Linus was Matt Damon wants to be involved and he's not as involved as he wants to be. So we got Yin gets his hand messed up. They trying to figure out how they're gonna do it without him in his hand because obviously he needs to do this fat flip. And um, you know, so they just kind of going back and forth. And then we get to the what 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 would we call this the problem. The, the main reason why he wants to do it like what, what do we call no, this part, yeah right? this is actually just the big turning point in the movie it's like it's not the definitely not the climax because we know that's coming no. later with the heist but this is what you would call the twist the turn where it's of revealed that all the everything they're doing is for the revenge of Tess his ex-wife yep. uh, so during the reconnaissance you know they're scoping out the, one of the hotels, one of the Vegas casinos, and Tess walks down, and Rusty knows immediately, oh, this is why we're here. And so I think that, it, you know, it throws the biggest wrench in the plot of the movie, and it it really turns up the stakes on every level because you're realizing that you're, you're totally – I mean, if this was real, real life <laughs> – you're going to jail because of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no, it was him. You guys need to investigate this guy. He's a professional heistman, and I used dating his ex-wife. So, um, yeah, but this is obviously a movie. But... Obviously. <laughs> but it, it makes but it pretty much. interesting. It's what, it was, it's what yeah. changes the movie from just an ordinary heist movie. Yeah, so they kind of kick uh, Danny Ocean off the job quote unquote kick him off the job. Right. And then they put Linus in his position to see if he can do it. And uh, you know, then also, also, they were planning to do it later, but something happened with their security. They were changing their security or something happened to where it's like, all right, we can't do it next week. We have to do it tonight. So they had to speed up their process and do it like that night. Now we get to the night. We get to the night of the robbery. Uh, and um, I don't know where to start. Of this well, I mean, let's event. start off with this just making the film so much bigger. The actual robbery night, obviously, they have Lennox Lewis. They have this huge Vegas scene. Um, you, we've seen Vegas, but primarily we've just seen small rooms and 
We've seen, uh, you know, them having discussions at the house and things like that. So when you really, till it gets to the night of the of the actual heist, like this one, you can see the big budget film coming into play, and it really is what part of what makes it a classic. I always already love Vegas films, but this is what makes it fit the bill of a Vegas film. So I love seeing the fight scenes from Lennox Lewis and how that just played a huge role in them creating chaos. Um, but let, yeah, let's get to the highs. Are we going to get into the particulars? Or? I'm going to get into a few of the particulars because they do go into what happens later. I, but, uh, I just want to say, too. Yeah, I got some questions. Maybe you can all right. for me. All right, let me know. All right, so we get to, well, I guess I'll start with the guy getting inside. Livingston, no, Livingston is the, the old man? radio shack. Radio Shack. Oh, Radio Shack. Okay. So yeah, he, he, he goes in. He's doing a whole yeah. lot. He goes in with the thing on his hand and he seeing trying to how to get into the room and whatnot to, you know, do all that. Gets nervous, almost gets lost on the way back and he's done. Then we got uh, the other guys making the, what do you, what do you call this? Commotion. They make a commotion distracting the camera they got the balloons to put over the camera and all that and then you have i would say you have three main guys in this you got frank rusty linus okay we have four and and uh saul saul is the old guy right uh linus is pretending to be and the game committed, the game board. He's right, on the board. Right. The, uh, Frank Nevada is just him. NGC. Right? Yeah. Frank is just him. And then uh, Rusty is. Frank, yeah. Oh. Frank's pretending that he's not yeah. a convict. In uh, yeah. a lot of ways, these are all just distractions, right? These yes, are they are distractions. Distractions because. Yeah. And I think one thing that we didn't really mention is Terry Benedict because uh, we said Tess and how. Um, we're finding out that this is the reason why Danny Ocean is here is for his ex-wife Tess, and that's because she's with the owner, uh, the casino or the CEO of these casinos. Terry He's Bennett. the owner of the three hotels. Of the three, yeah, the hotels. Um, and so he's literally protecting his his money against these guys, but they're literally targeting him on because of the personal relationships, but also because he is the security that will primarily be uh, trying to hold them back from getting this money. So, um, yes. so yeah, <laughs> I, that's just a name we definitely need to throw out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to start with Frank and Linus because uh, he's like, Mr. Benedict, uh, we have a problem. My name is so-and-so and Frank is not supposed to be here. <laughs> so right, right. They get Frank this out. This is a distraction, right? And then so they take, yeah. so they take Frank to the back room, and then this is a hilarious scene. <laughs> yeah, so they have an altercation, and Brain Maker, oh, because I'm black, huh? Because I'm a brother. Uh, that's what yeah, it is. I forgot what the line. Yeah, a, yeah. Work a decent job, make a decent living, and all this. He makes it hella racial, which is just like typical, and it makes it seem like a real occurrence that could happen on a job. So yeah, so basically they fire Bernie. So Bernie's going back to the to the to watch everything go down. Uh, Linus uh, gets well. Terry gets a call to go to Saul, which we'll get to that. So he's going to deal with Saul. He's like, "Do you know your way out?" He says, "Yes." So obviously, he goes and goes in the building somewhere, and that's that. Now Terry goes and talks to Saul, who's playing this old Russian guy, 
who has like an expensive thing he wants to keep in his briefcase and he's tending to him and to get the briefcase into this room, obviously into the secure location. That's what they do. Now, now we 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 coming at a good point. We got Yin in this. What what do you call it? What is this? Uh, uh let's call it a, just a container. Yeah, he's in okay. a container. It was, a, was Yin, it a money container, right? I think so. Yin is in a money container, and the only way you can get into this room is in this container. So obviously, he's small enough to fit in it. And when he gets out of, he needs to do the double backflip. So that's why he's in it. So he's in his container. Saul gets him in by giving a little diamond or whatever he had. And that gets him in the room. Now, we in there. So we get we get the, I would say the main part is Linus is somewhere crawling in the building. And out of nowhere, here comes George Clooney, a.k.a. Danny Ocean. Right, and this, I really feel like, yeah, when he pops in the elevator, that should be, is, is it a meme? It definitely should be a meme because it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, he's kind of going on his thing, uh, Linus, he thinks he's about to, like, he's focused at everything, and then it's like, here come goddamn Danny Ocean with his secret agenda popping up, like, you know, mm-hmm. he already, you already brought too much drama into the situation. Uh, but at the same time, he's one of the masterminds. He could not stand missing out on that part of the heist. So you, it just shows his character, and it makes it, um, you know, I thought that was a fun part of the of the film. Yes, because obviously we thought that they kicked him out, but obviously it was just a ploy. Wait, um, was it? I thought he just bullied. I, so do they know? Because so They don't know. Is, yeah, so... It was just his, that was just him on his own. He went Him and low. Rusty. And so Rusty didn't know. Yes, I believe Rusty. They don't really, they don't really tell us, but I'm assuming that him and Rusty know is why they made I a fake. Because yeah, Rusty printer. didn't get mad when he found out, right? Yes. Otherwise Rusty would have been because upset. But he, but he found his, he got his way back into the plans when, um, you know, they brought the, the secret henchman, the fake henchman. He mm-hmm. had this elaborate thing with Tess that he met up with her, but he drops the phone. So yeah, Rusty has to know because he drops the phone that that Rusty mm-hmm. actually called Tess on later. So um, it just it makes you wonder when when did they make those plans? Uh, Rusty, so, Rusty, and when I, Danny Ocean. When I watch it, I believe that the plan was always the same. They just added another guy, like they just put Linus in what was supposed to be. Danny so Ocean's position, but then Danny Ocean is there. But do you think Rusty was generally, uh, genuinely surprised when he saw testing? I don't think so. I mean, because I don't think so. you mean to tell me this guy, this rich guy, is dating Tess, and you don't know it though. Like it's not in the tabloids. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, yeah, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I know we obviously we knew Danny Ocean knows, but I don't know if I don't know. I wonder if Rusty knows. I think that's up for interpretation. It's not. There is a lot of stuff they not, don't tell. It's definitely not told in the movie, though, right? If yeah, there's a lot of stuff they, they still don't tell you to where, which I kind of like. They they okay. they want you to think about it yourself. So okay. I like that. But uh, 
we went off on the tangent, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, definitely, yeah. yeah. But the way he yeah slid the phone, the test definitely made a lot of sense, and it it, it uh, carries on to how he got into the elevator when he pops in. I'm telling you, that's the meme right there, because uh, it's hilarious. He just drops in, and then then we see the big nuclear bomb bomb um, from Don Cheadle. So yes, Don Cheadle shuts off everywhere, which. By the way, why does he have an accent? I don't know. The accent? Oh, he's from yeah. uh yeah, he's from England. Yeah. They just, just needed the somebody. Only movie. They just needed the only somebody movie. from overseas. So he's the only movie. This is the only series he has an accent, which is like, all right. I would have liked that he was up? he did, but I would have liked if he was faking the accent for his crew and then just talk regularly. Because oh, it's just it just weird, it just throws you off, you know. That's like um also, when he was in Rush Hour, and he had a diff- he had an accent in Rush Hour too. Yeah, he pulls off the accent, so he does it. So. But uh, so uh, Danny Ocean, Linus, and Yen are in the room getting the money or whatever they're doing, and then this is when because obviously the power is off. This is when we get the call of, "Who are you? I'm the one that's robbing your store right now. Looking your uh, looking your safe." It was like, "Well, my safe." Ain't nobody in my safe. And then they change the cameras or whatever. Then you see them robbing them with the safe. And um, they pretty much tell, he pretty much tells them how it's going to go down. How's the money is going to get rearranged and he's going to steal. And he's pretty much just telling him, we're going to steal your money and you're going to help us pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and this is really the climax of the movie. I think when the, yeah. when the lights go off. When the lights go off, it's pandemonium in Vegas. I just love everyone stealing at each other t- at the tables because you know everybody's going to be reaching for chips. I'm out of here. Um, so, no, but that's definitely like the climax of the movie. And then, like you said, when he, when, when Brad Pitt is explaining to him, he's giving him this story that we find out is just, he's just BSing him. Um, but it really makes him believe that A, this is the story that's going down, and it, it plays the biggest role in them able to, uh, in their ability to ex- escape later on. They do put, quote unquote, put the money in this van, and then they drive off, and obviously all the police are following them, all the security are following them. So now all the police and all the security are miles away from the building, and obviously, uh, you know, they, they have a, they, they thought of this well through, obviously. Uh, Saul, took some kind of pill where he passes out and then the doctor comes in and Brad Pitt is the doctor so he helps him out somehow gets in the building in some way some way somehow and now it's kind of just down to the crew you know and they have a video playing of them stealing the money but it's a fake video and obviously that uh is uh, they're able to do that because of the um duplicate safe yes that they built earlier and that's why that's why i thought that uh danny ocean was in it the whole time because obviously it's three people in the video and it's three people in the in the actual thing waiting on them Hmm. but like right if george Clooney was gonna do it all along it would have just been him and yet that's what i'm saying so yeah uh so then they call the swat team and SWAT team's there, and uh, SWAT team just leaves. And he's like, oh, well, hey, 
sorry, we didn't get your money. Pretty much is what he's like, oh, sorry, we didn't get your money. We'll, we'll get it somehow. Uh, which is the, the, what do you call that? The surface story. The surface that what every everyday person will see, right? Before they explain it. With the, with the, the SWAT, they're walking out with the money? Yeah. Like, at first, you just think the SWAT just got the guns and whatever. Like, you don't know his money efforts. Right, 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 yeah. So it's just a surface story of what Terry well, knows. Yeah, I mean that is yeah that's that's just how they mask the actual robbery. I mean it just um, yeah it, it would that's what it looks like like you're saying on on the surface. It yeah, surface like, it just looked like SWAT. It just came it in and now like they just SWAT came in. So and he does mention to him that hey the SWAT's on their way. Like he I think right when he gets off the phone with Rusty, uh, the other guy said hey SWAT's coming. So he does mm-hmm. call them. And so he's expecting them. And yes. uh, so it, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for them to come in. But does yes. the real SWAT ever come in? They never really answer that. No. Yes, they do. They do. Okay. Because when he calls SWAT, they, you know, everybody in the building who you call goes into the computer somehow, some way. So they just intercepted the line. Oh, okay. I said, hey. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be we'll be right there. So then, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. they come with SWAT. They never really call it SWAT. Uh, they call their number, and now they're coming in in the SWAT gear. Uh, I don't know where they got a SWAT truck from, though. But Ruben has money, so I'm assuming somehow, somebody. So yes, they are pretending to be the SWAT team coming down. They faked explosions, fake like they were shooting people, and they got the safe open and all. And now they're just walking down with the bags of money. Anyways, she gets mad at him. She slaps him. And now they're taking Danny away to get arrested. I mean, to, to go to jail. And she's like, no, 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 no. I like him now. That's my husband now. That's my so, husband. Yeah. So now they're, you know, somehow somebody getting back together. And uh, Danny still goes to jail for it. But at least the it's other like members. On, it's like on a, a probation violation. Yeah, it's like two months. So like, yeah, because he, he left the state. He said he left the state. six months. Yeah. Uh, he knew that he was going to have to spend some time. But I yeah. think, and that's what I think really got to test is that, you know, he really put his freedom back in jeopardy for her. And that's what she felt emotionally. Uh, so I thought that was definitely a adult underlying uh, plot or. That, that we see throughout this movie. Because like I said, that's what made it different because we've seen plenty of heist movies. But this part of it, of the motivation for this heist is not just for money, but also for love. So, and getting this yeah. girl back because he wanted to embarrass her, you know, her new suitor. So I thought yeah. that was a definitely uh, a good underlying plot. And uh, I, would, I would somewhat call this one scene iconic. It's when they all go and they look at they're looking at the waterfall and they just standing there like it's like have you seen the end of fat hour <laughs> not recently but I it's, can just imagine all 10 of them standing it there reminds me yeah. the end of fat hour when they just standing there and they just looking and it's like it's like a, a close-up on each one of them looking at the waterfall and then they just walk they different times just all walk away and dispersed in different ways and you I know the see. only reason why it works so well is because, and we'll talk about this during the Nostalgia Star, the cast is just so awesome. So they knew mm-hmm. that before they did that scene, it's like, we got to get everybody on screen together mm-hmm. and just give them yeah. that last hurrah. Give them, yeah, give them that, like, 
they should have put the credits right there. Starring Bernie Mac. It's like that's what they could have did. But what is so great about this movie is uh they have so many different classic elements that we already talked about them getting the game together we talked about them uh you know kind of building up the heist of the story showing all the plans and obviously the night of the heist and then i like when they have this like the separate um you know they show it's three to six months later and it goes into like the backstory it gives you an update so I love, um, you know, when they do that and it's tasteful and this movie has that that classic element in it. So. Yeah, uh, obviously Danny goes to jail and um, at the end of the movie, Russ comes to pick him up. Russ and Tess right, come right. pick him Tess up and that's where we seat. leave. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm assuming that they either shot the second one fairly close after that or probably not. Whatever the case is, it's the same scene. The end of the scene, and this one is the beginning scene in the next one. Yeah. So, you know, however they did it is the way that they did it. We're going to go and give our nostalgia star rating. So, let's go. All right. I mean, let's, can we start with the obvious, the cast here? I mean, the cast is obviously so easy. This rating is so easy, but you got Dying Cheadle, you got Brad Pitt, you got Bernie Mac, you got George Clooney. Um, and those are just you know the easiest names to roll right off the tongue, but um, and Julia Roberts, oh, Julia Roberts, excuse me, Julia Roberts as well. But then there's uh, tons of cameos, tons of people that have been, um, you know, coming up in this game, tons of uh, what am I trying? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, veterans, (laughs) veteran actors, and veteran leadership all throughout this movie, and so um, it's a, a goddamn plus for me <laughs> yep a, a plus, plus when it comes yep. to, to and play. also I mean, you got uh, we can, Jackson. even if we go ahead <laughs> you got my guy from the entourage uh what's his name scott scott something i think his name is scott even, in the entourage and his name is the real name is scott but yeah scott even Cannon. if we can go from uh if we can go from like that time like obviously now, obviously they are big. But even even if we go from that time, it's still they're still A plus cast. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, but but now it's out of control. I don't even know if yeah. you get all these guys. I don't know if I don't know if Matt Damon and I don't know. Did I even say Matt Damon? Matt Damon yeah. and Brad Pitt would be in the same film anymore. I think it's a a little bit more difficult nowadays because they're just such huge stars. Uh, but back then, you know, these movies. Um, similar to like The Departed and um, other movies around that time really put these guys on you know in the front and, and made them A-list, um, A-list actors when they got together you know what we saw Good Will Hunting yep. everything Leo did Leonardo DiCaprio just throw all those guys in a, in a bunch these movies is what really catapulted them to the front but um, you know I, I'm yeah there's nothing you can say bad about this cast of course, let's go to pro- let's go to production. Production is not to be uh, biased, but it's a plus for me because uh, they uh, they changed the way that it's shot depending on the person though. Like when they went to Bernie, it was kind of like bright and flashy for Vegas. When they went to Ruben, it's kind of like in the seventies vibe. When they went to Yin, it was kind of like in the martial arts movie type of vibe. They changed the vibe and the shots. And it's beautifully shot. So I'm going to give it an A+. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, it's either A or A plus for me. It doesn't even really matter. <laughs> but um, there's definitely nothing to complain about. Like you said, uh, they did so much when, when they're introducing the characters. And it, it's really like a three-part film for me. You know, it's the beginning where you're first seeing uh, Clooney and the play Danny Ocean and establish that character. Then you got the meeting, all the different characters. And then you got the heist. And it just got to such a high level um, during, you know, the peak of the movie where we, they're on the heist night and the lights go out. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just amazing. And I think they did a great job with the production. All right, let's go with the plot. Uh, a, a, A plus, A plus, actually, actually A plus, A plus, because the fact, you know, it's very rewatchable. Um, even just recently watching it, there's still questions out there that, you know, that can be up for interpretation. Some things that you can pick back up on by watching it again that you may have missed. And to me, that's what always makes a great movie, whether it's comedy or whether it's a heist and action film like this. I like that rewatchability and always being able to pick up on something new or a new sentiment. Um, you know, sometimes in comedies, it's usually like a new joke or a sentiment that may be like, oh, that's what they they meant. But in, in this case, it's like, no, this is a confusing puzzle. And I think the plot, it, you know, that's what makes the plot an A+. Plus because you have to put the puzzle pieces together. It's not just a linear film where you can watch it on one, you know, one take and get the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, same same for me. It's just very watchable. Even though they, obviously, you watch it, you watch it on the surface before they tell you. And then when they tell you, like, oh, oh, but even aside from that, it's very rewatchable because you could miss a couple of things if you ain't, you know, you're not watching as closely as you could be. And then for the for the guys, you know, I for the guys and the gals, they have a little bit of something there. I, I uh, alluded to it a couple of times about uh, the subplot between Tess and Danny Ocean and that obviously their relationship carries on into the 12 and 13 um and is she an eight she's an ocean's eight test no 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 oh, okay um because that's that's all women though right yeah uh oceans eight is supposed to be danny ocean's sister oh, okay but um just in general like i said there's something there for the ladies to watch with this as well um i because I, their relationship it's good the back and forth that they do especially when they first meet there's a lot of classic scenes between um, Tess and Danny. Yeah, uh, let's go with longevity. Mm. I would give it. See, longevity because they got movies and all that. They got spinoffs. I would give it an A, not an A plus. I would give it an A because of um, the the. The eight kind of messed it up. I ain't gonna lie to you. Eight is not bad. It's not bad, but it's trying to be Ocean's Eleven, but with iPhones and stuff, and it's just not the same. Did I see? I think I didn't get all the way through eight. I know I when it first came out, I was excited. They definitely added more comedy too, by the way. I was excited to see it, but I'm not sure. I can't remember seeing the whole thing. 
but um as far as longevity and and, I, and i'll just speak to this specific film i think you know some of the comedy elements the the one-liners that, that i've already spewed out i'm not going to put you guys through that again uh <laughs> trying to get out the unmentionables in the macy's counter um but some of those lines i think are what really um keeps the longevity because they're timeless you know um the jokes that they make the especially especially for guys there's a lot of like uh guy talk um you know that they that they display in this movie so um i think it makes it all-time classic as far as the the dialogue that we see and that contributes to the longevity the most to me is uh just it's standing the test of time and being able to still make sense and be funny and i think we'll see that it will for a, a quite a long time yep they told me to come see you <laughs> told me to come see you uh <laughs> and what's last fandom Fandoms. i would give fandom an a uh because people hold this movie to such a high standard but random well weirdly enough they don't talk about it a lot so it's like it is an a but it is not an a plus yeah, in this where I would have, I had mostly A pluses. The last one, I, I don't know if I said I had a, probably A there. This one, I may give it A minus, even though there's been so many different, uh, different iterations of Oceans, even from before and uh, eight and one after this series. Um, you know, is it just five total movies? Yeah, I, I would say, um, I would just give it A minus, just because you don't hear the fans are making so much noise about it just off the cast alone i would already consider it a classic movie i would just say it doesn't get the same respect as like you know the departed or um the town um some of these other movies that i think just get slightly more respect uh casino um and i think part of it might be george clooney he doesn't have that many movies where people are there's out of control you know overwhelming love for them does he this might be his top movie and and we're not even it, saying that the fans are going nuts over this or really well, falling in love with George Clooney just has fans because of obviously how he looks yeah 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 i mean so, batman i think would be probably that was not it wasn't on. great for him but i'm just saying it was not great at all for, him, for nobody <laughs> for him i'm just saying like but in general, I don't think he's ever led a movie that would have uncontrollably or overwhelming fandom yet. Yeah, his movies are more they're more not cult, serious, cult but they're classics. more yeah, they're more cult, like cultish a little bit. Straight face, I guess you can call it. Uh, I I'm I'm agreeing with you. Uh I think that was all five though, right? Yep, we hit it all. I mean, overall we know it's at least an A. Uh A minus on A plus. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. It could have been an A plus, but this is just a great movie. If you if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, be ready to watch it, uh, scene by scene. Don't skip, uh, don't skip, and don't get tuned out. You know, I'll be getting distracted with these kids. That's why I be asking mm-hmm. Prime all these questions. <laughs> but uh, definitely a great one to tune into. Yeah, and uh, if y'all want to keep watching the the rest of the series, Oceans twelve and thirteen are both good. Uh, my favorite at the two of the sequels is Oceans 12 because uh, they have to work with Terry Benedict in a sense. And I kind of like that, sort of. 
y'all see what I'm talking about if y'all watch it. Uh, but but yeah. So before we get out of here, I just want to say, everybody, because I'm, I'm gonna plug this. Everybody should check out Lee Boy or Coffee Cup, right? The uh, coffee did you cup. watch? Did you watch? <laughs> I watched. I, I watched it when you did it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Live? Yes. Oh, okay. But everybody should watch uh, Lee Boy or Coffee Cup. I guess we'll put their links in somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. You can do that on out. Instagram it's, now. It was a good time. It was a, it was a hell of a good time. You can tell, um, you know, that we had fun throughout the interview. Um, you know, just a little bit more. I don't even want to put it down because it was so, it's just a, such a great discussion. For about the first 30 minutes, the camera's only on me. They had some issue with the footage, but if you watch all the way to the end, you'll see. Oh, okay. I, I thought it would be, I thought they just do one of the things where they just put it on the guests. No, like they, how a Vlad does. No, they had some issue, and that's what they okay. told me. They're like, oh, it's going to be like a Vlad thing, but if you watch him about 30 minutes in, you'll start seeing okay. us go okay. back okay. and forth. Okay. So um, definitely a good interview throughout. So just bear with it for the first couple minutes, but if you watch through it, you'll definitely get some funny information out of Lee. Boy, they brought it out of me. Like not too many people can. Hell of a uh, conversation up there at the coffee cup, so. Yep, and uh, might as well tell everybody where to find you since we since we close to the end of the road. Yeah, at Leeboy TV, LeeboyTV.com. In fact, I'll be putting that coffee cup interview up on the website so you can check it out there. And shout out to uh, my girl Coffee in the Instagram land. Uh, you'll see a post on my page, I'm sure, soon. Um, yeah, and that's where you can catch me at Leeboy TV on all socials. And you can follow me at KVNG Prime Time. Follow the podcast at Prime Nostalgia Pod, Penis Nostalgia Pod on Twitter. We're gonna try to get more active on Twitter and yeah, on I've been, other. Man, other stuff. I haven't yeah. taken a break off socials for a while, but I'm about to be back, y'all. I'm about to be back. The world has been crazy. You know, I've been stress eating and uh, <laughs> taking my stress out on some other things. But y'all, get in tune with me so I could come and we, we might have to bring Lee Boy back. Uh, Lee Boy and Fuzz back. You know what I'm saying? I said Lee Boy back. I'm saying Lee Boy back, right? <laughs> Boy and Fuzz. I might have to bring Fuzz ass back because there's so much going on in the world, man. And it's just about time to to just go ahead and address it. So uh, just just get ready for it. Check me out, LeeBoyTV.com. Yep. And um, I, I don't know what else we got to say. I mean, we just the 20th anniversary. Everybody liked our last episode with Jimmy Neutron. We got a lot of good feedback on it, by the way. Uh, I know you like Sheen. Everybody like Carl for some reason. Like, we got more Carl than Sheen. Like, so I, I don't know Carl. if I like Sheen. I just thought it was Well, Sheen, he was, Sheen was your... You, he was interesting to you, but I'm saying no. everybody wanted to know about Carl. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Which is weird. Uh, so, alright. Anyways... As we say, from me, from Lee Boy, prime time. time all it's time. all the time. Hey, hey. Nostalgia. Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Nostalgia, the podcast dedicated to entertainment from childhood. That's 80s, 90s, the latest 2000s. Because Prime, you know it all, and Lee Boy be wow. And he's from all back, dropping gems for you to find. So that's orange, that light is lying. Prime time is all the time. We talking about the classics, and there's so many. That's Lee Boy TV and P-R-I-M-E. Yeah.